let madness consume you. Enough! You cannot break me like you broke my father. Nizoff is restoring his flesh, champions. Do not relent. Straight out of the Scarlet Halls, I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, Horde Punching Bag, and a little silly boy who's sipping on some Jungle Vine wine. Ooh, what is Jungle Vine wine? What's the flavor of Jungle Vine wine? Well, I think it's supposed to be some sort of like fancy cranberry wine type thing out of the WoW cookbook, but Cubby Bub and I made it out of just some weird vodka, but we were like... Well, we don't have these fresh ingredients, but we got this old apple, so that counts. And I got this Meyer brand cranberry juice, so that counts. So it's a it's a very ghetto version, but we're using that that wow cookbook, baby. Mm, I'm in that strangle thorn sipping wine. Mm-mm. Well, this is definitely the podcast of odd mixed drinks because uh, of the, the protesting and the rioting. A lot of stores are closed, so we can't get our usual booze supply, so we have to play Frankenstein as well. Yeah, our go-to Walgreens on the corner just got looted a few nights ago, so we were unable to prepare for this podcast this week. So I have believe I believe I've made our last vodka tonic for the foreseeable future, and we'll see what other concoctions I will be able to create for this podcast. I'm really hoping that the political climate leads to you boys finally embracing the gospel of rum water. I don't think I'll ever embrace rum water, though I I am currently embracing uh, about month-old RC Cola and vodka, which I think I have the second-to-last drink of, so who knows what's coming next. We have some old Jägermeister. We can make, like, Jäger water, maybe. Ooh. Ooh, that minty water. Ugh. I mean, I guess we could just take shots, but the, it's just not as fun or as satisfying as sipping on a nice, cool mixed drink. I don't know. Yeah, but these wouldn't be nice mixed drinks, anyways. We'll wait till year three of DNR before we're just taking straight up shots. I don't know. I was I was thinking about some of our earlier episodes, and I think we just did straight up take shots for like every time warp. So. Maybe it'll be a throwback. Yeah, when's the last time we actually took shots for Time Warp and that just, like, guzzled our drink? I typically do. Oh, you still take shots for it? Damn. I still have a little baby uh, shot glass next to my computer, like, and I pour it out before we start, like, here we go. We just chug our drink, which probably ends up being more than a shot because our drinks are, like, two shots, so we just chug it. So, if if anything, the shot's probably smarter to bring back. I mean, what are we doing? We're fucking up. Yeah, we need to get back to our roots here. Hey, what's a good excuse for not going to work tomorrow? Do you do you guys have one? Because I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Uh, I mean, shit. Do you want a joke or do you want something that might actually work? How about this? Give us a give us a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I <laughs> I had bad diarrhea and I. Need to stay inside because I can't ride the train. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just along the same lines thinking like, yeah, you could just call in and say that you're feeling sick, but I feel like we're also among a pandemic, so then they're gonna be like, yo, do you have the coronavirus or something? Also, you could say you got like shot in the leg at a protest or something. Although that's not believable because <laughs> they're not shooting people in the legs out there. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, these videos are disgusting. Um, but they've recently reopened the CTA train system. Uh-oh, it's closing again. But, uh, it sounds like before they would, like, basically were, were limiting all access to downtown, and I transferred downtown to get to where I have to go to work, but they reopened the whole city, so now everyone and their fucking mom is going back to work and packing these fucking trains, and I'm not gonna sit in this fucking train with a bunch of nasties who have coronavirus, and also maybe rioting or looting at five in the morning when I get on the train. There's some crazy people out here. I don't want to deal with that shit. Have you been in any protests, Aaron? Uh, no, not particularly. I am uh, playing a support role in the background right now for a number of reasons, though the biggest one is I I don't want to get beamed in the face and I don't trust my local law enforcement to not shoot me in my face. I have a very gentle face. 
I don't want to lose an eyeball. I don't even like putting in eye drops. Basically, what I'm hearing is, fuck the police. Yep. All cops are bastards. You heard it here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of bullies who were too scared to go to the military. Well, and with that, it's time for what we did in WoW this week. Uh, Amin, I'll let you start off with your week in WoW. So, this week, I got one step closer to... What is the achievement where you get all the tour of duties and all the world PvP achievements? Conqueror of... Conqueror of Azeroth. Yeah, so I got my tour of duty in Zul'dazar. I had Call to Arms there, so I just went and just hopped from group to group until I got my last, like, 300 honor or whatever I needed. It took a while, because every single group I was in decided that the best way to do it was literally try to siege their capital city. It's you gotta go to the docks in the capital city and just sit on a building. They always kill you, but it always works. So that's what I did for like four hours on and off. You know, I got it done. So now all I need is, I believe, Stormsong. Hopefully next week there's a call to arms or something, because I feel like that's the best time to get it done. Wait, yeah, so, like, were you in a party, or was it just, like, everybody was also at the docks, and you're just, like, a priest just, like, firing, like, smite at them from above? No, I was hopping from call to arms to call to arms to call to arms group, because, like, it would always get to a point where the groups would fall apart, because most of them were just trying to get their 10 kills or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I had to hop from group to group, but, yeah, I was always in a group, and every single group, I was probably in, like, 10 to 15 groups over the course of this time to try to get all of my honor all of them use the same strat where it's like, we're going to wait at the docks for like people to spawn in and then kill them. But then as soon as the Horde try to mount, mounts a return fire squad here, then they wipe us out like pretty quickly because, you know, it's their capital city. There's a lot of them. Then we end up like having to jump into the into the ocean and swim away and spawn back and then rinse and repeat, basically. I don't remember, but what are the guards like in Zuldazar? Are they present or are they not present? I don't think they are present, right? I don't remember there being a lot of guards, but I do remember a lot of shopkeeper NPCs that have far too much health, and they show up and try and punch you. Yeah, so like they they weren't strong, those guys, but they were annoying. But they did? I don't think they were necessarily guards, but they are like one or two really strong NPCs. Like there was one that was just like this really, really strong like fire mage type NPC, or this one really strong like death knight NPC. I'm like, who are these people? Actually, now that I think about it, they might be the Horde equivalent of their island expedition teams. Oh no, the fucking islanders were out there fighting? I believe so, because I was straight up being hit by, like, Death Knight abilities when there wasn't a Horde Death Knight, and I was straight up being hit by mage abilities as well. That's bullshit. Our fucking island people are tucked away in the corner where no one's ever gonna go. We don't even go over there. So why, why would the Horde go over there? And theirs are just out in the open defending their fucking waters? Fuck that. Fucking Garl Snarltooth of the Rough Raiders is eating a sandwich all the time. I don't even think that guy has animations to get up and punch people. Wait, we should actually test that. We should go in on, like, our Horde characters, Borealis, and see if the island people fight us. I'm actually really curious now. I think it's just also the location, because their dock, which is by that area, is easily accessible by us but whereas i think like, if the horde wanted to attack ours they'd have to like go through a lot of other things first yeah when the horde attack Borellus, they either just like sit on our roof above the inn or they for some reason go to attack prodmore keep which i don't know why it's such a hot area are they trying to kill jaina or something Cubbybub yeah, saw sure. a guy slithering in like the canal area sort of between the two and she was like aaron what is he doing? And I said, oh, it's a horde guy. He's probably trying to sneak in. And she was like, why? And I was like, I wish I knew. The answer we all wish we had. But yeah, that was the main thing I did in WoW this week. How about you, Slide? Um, this week was a little light, but I still have uh, a gripe that happened when I was doing my call to arms in Najatar. Why the fuck does, does the horde in New Home, why do they get so many guards their guards will fight to the end of the fucking earth, while the guards of Mesomir, who even are they? Do we have no, guards homie, of Mesomir? I've never seen a fucking Ancoan move, let alone leave the city, but I've been chased by 17 Scrogs every time I even think of going by Newholm. 
Yes. So uh, in my most recent stint, we were being, I was being chased by maybe like eight or nine sea giants. And the sea giants, they did not break their leash. They chased me down the fucking bridge we all fight on. They chased me into Mesomir. They chased me past the guards. Like they were chasing me down into like the pathway you take to get into the regular part of Najatar. And their guards were just punching our guards and killing them. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like literally... It's just the Horde guards are invading the town. Not even the Horde players, just the guards. I don't understand why they made it like this. Yeah, and it's not even just the guards. It's like giant-ass sea giants, too. It's like, where the fuck are our sea giants, huh? My favorite is when there's like eight or nine sea giants, and then you have that little tiny like sea goblin guy hitting you, and I'm like, what are you doing down here, man? You're like beneath like their kneecaps, and he's like in the middle of them. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck them up. I don't know. I just feel like fucking all the Horde developers are like, we're going to give our city more guards and we're going to give their city less guards. And that'll teach them a lesson why they're playing Dirty Little Alliance. Fuck y'all. Y'all nasty. I'm going to hop on my soapbox for the, the briefest thing. I have always hated PvP and Najatar because of the buddy system. Everyone gets a buddy, which means when I'm trying to fight people, I have to tab target past just gelbins the entire time or gorbins whatever the the aqua goblins are it's awful <laughs> don't do that again blizzard and and it doesn't really help that because they're i think it is gelbin that's no, not gelbin right it's giblins g- whatever they're, they're little goblins so let's not oh I'm yeah so i'm gonna fuck this it's, goblin it's up it's gilbins because they have gills oh, that's stupid but yeah so i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck this goblin up and i'm like oh it's a gilbin there's that an actual go oh it's a, a nope also a gilbin and then there's that one goblin in the middle of them all and i'm like oh that's that's the player in the middle of all these we have fish people no one's confusing our fish people for actual players because we don't have a model that looks like that i don't know i think it's stupid i just want them to i'm still asking for them to open up Nagitar because i i don't want to go there on my alts can we get that pushed through? Can we get more guards in Mesomir or less guards in fucking New Home? But to be fair, maybe part of the reason why there are more guards is because whenever Battle for Nagitar is up, fucking Ruin Gaming absolutely destroys Blizzard servers. Like, I have never had so much lag in World of Warcraft than I have doing Battle for Nagitar. It's absolutely insane. We will have the whole server will be chugging. You're moving at like maybe like three frames a second. And people in, in all chat who are just there to like quest and aren't doing the battle, they're like, uh, the server going down, what's happening? Why am I lagging? And we're like, because there's literally like 100,000 alliance in New Home trying to farm 25 kills for the battle for Nashatar achievement. That's every fucking like hour that happens. God bless. God bless me. What about you, Aaron? What was your week in the world of Warcraft like? This week in the world of Warcraft, I just, you know, I played very lightly this week. Most of it was taking care of my boy Wigglestein, just getting him some equipment, getting him geared. He's like 435, so he can play with the big boys now. I have reached a unfortunate thing. So he's Windwalker, which means he uses one-handed weapons, but he doesn't actually use them because he punches, so they're just on his back. I have these two pistol axes that are on my back, and he looks so cool when he's actually holding them. And I'm like, is there any class that can use one-handed weapons and like actually use them? And I'm pretty sure Frost DK is the only one. And I'm like, but I don't want to play a Frost DK, but I do want to see these cool axes. I am at such a quandary. A demon hunters. A demon hunters can use one handed. Never. Uh, <laughs> um, I think rogues. Some one of the rogues might be able to. Can yeah, outlaw use one handed. I outlaw. I think you have to hold on. Let me yell at my outlaw person. Hey, what's wrong with outlaw? Oh, I look at a lot. <laughs> I'm being informed that outlaw rogue. You can use any two one handed. Hot off the press. Hot off the news. Hot off the news from resident outlaw rogue Cubbybub herself. You can use any two one-handed. So, I don't know. Like, I love Wigglestein. I actually do like playing with him. But it's always so upsetting seeing him at the loading screen holding those two cool pistol axes. And I know it's a far-off dream. 
Oh. Poor Wiggle Man. He just, he's never going to be 100% loved, is he? There's always something, it seems. There are many, many, many obstacles in his way to true love. <laughs> Honestly, he has probably the most obstacles. Like, Jesus. While we're on the topic of true love, I am going to pull Time Warp. Whoa! Kissy, kissy. So I feel like I have the week's... same response to Time Warp every week. It's like Time Warp, and I'm just like, I'm just going to put the mic in my mouth and just scream. <laughs> just, just eat it. So this week's Time Warp is a little different. Um, I found the 2020 MMO Champ Love is in the Air favorite WoW couples poll. And I'm going to give you guys 40 seconds to see which of you guys can na- correctly name the most of the top five vote getters. So there's the top, wait, there's top, wait, the top so... five couples. So it's like, I'll, I'll say they don't need to officially be a couple. Just think okay. about what MMO champ voters would think of when they want somebody to be listed in this poll as a couple. <laughs> I love this. This is awful. I'm going to be so mad after this. So on your mark, get set you have 40 seconds go Nathanos and Sylvanas Anduin Um, and Rapian Anduin and Jaina Agra Um, and Thrall um, Thrall uh, and Jaina shit Um, Um, Lady um, Thal first Arcanist Thalrithra and Lorthamar Lorthamar and Sylvanas Bane and Anduin um, Thrall and Sylvanas fucking um, Illyria and Anduin. Illyria and Illyria and Tyrellian. Oh my god! Damn it! Fuck. Um, Moira Anduin and, and Berthrusian. <laughs> me and me. The tough part about that so. is people are dumb. So characters that would have nothing to do with each other. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but they're the same race, so people are gonna say they should fuck. Okay, so. I'm just going to list the top five in order. I believe the score is Slide scored two and Aaron scored one, but correct me if I scored this wrong. Because like a few of them you guys said about the same time. Um, and the number one vote-getter was Arthas and Jaina. I think that was well, a one weird. that I got. That's a weird fuck. Why would they vote that one number one? That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's... Is it like old school people well, that are they, like... Yeah, they it's did. like the old oh, so couple. Yeah, they... They did have sex that one Halloween. But to vote that like your favorite couple, like it's a they're a disaster together. Like it does not People work out. People clearly so haven't played past Warcraft three. They're holding on to that nostalgia. So the second highest vote was actually other. So it was like write in candidates because like as you guys could imagine, it was a bunch of random shit. So I won't count that one. But so the technically on my list, the number two vote getter, I you guys both said this about the same time, but I think Slides might have said it first. Sylvanas and Nathanos. Yeah, he said it slightly before me. Number three, I believe Slide also said, is Malfurion and Tyrande. And number four, Aaron got, like, at the last second, Tyrellian and Illyria. And the last one that I'm counting, fifth place here, is Gen and Mia Greymane. Ooh. What? Anyone thought about Mia Greymane? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm a worgen and I don't even think about Mia Greymane. How often do they even talk about Mia? Like, I didn't know she was even a person until... She saved um, the elves in Teldrassil. And that might have been on people's minds, too. I'm not sure. Nobody said Anduin and Rathion, but they said hey, fucking hey, Arthas. They, they said other, though, which means no, exactly. Anduin and Rathion is technically the number two choice. Is there a way to see like the write-ins to see like what people chose? So the poll's old, and I couldn't like look at that specifically, but in the comments of it, the top-voted comment was basically saying no anduin and slash rathion homophobia <laughs> and i agree but some honorable mentions like just outside of the top five were ronin and verisa deathwing and sinestra and duratan and draco whoa the dragon one you know what's funny is that i was secretly hoping it was my time warp when i asked you today because i was also gonna do just couples in general and wow so this is funny that you also did it <laughs> yeah this is a this is a weird time warp um Sorry if it was kind of out there, but I guess this one goes to Slide Whistle. 
Hopefully, Aaron has that little baby shot glass ready to go today. Oh, I always do. Metal Gear Solid shot glass. Here we go. Who's going to do we shot to? I'm back. Well, I also finished my drink because why not? I must say, I am I am simultaneously upset and proud of the community by doing mostly canonical couples. I was ready I, I feel like I gimped myself by not even considering like Malfuri in Toronto. I was like, that's too easy. No one actually does like heterosexual <laughs> things like that. It's It's got to be weird gay outliers. <laughs> oh, come on. What? You don't fucking love uh, good old Bane and uh, Varian slash Vic? Bane well, and I mean, Anduin I... spoke once, so they're <laughs> fucking on the Internet. I mean, they exchanged love letters for a while. But I guess, like, the only one in the top five that wasn't a really real official couple is Sylvanas and Nathanos, right? Oh, come on. It's official. You know that she's pegging him every night. I mean, it hasn't been explicitly take, said, I suppose. Take my but... reign, Nathanos. Yes, okay. my lady. Now, okay, in the on the subject of Sylvanas pegging Nathanos... We know that the undead do a lot of weird stuff with, like, abominations. Do you think she would have, like, someone, like, stitch on, like, an undead penis to her? Like, the abominations they stitch together just for, like, the night? <laughs> oh. My. <laughs> I, I, cause, like, it's, I am <laughs> through. Because they're, they're both dead, right? So they're probably like, oh, it's fine. It's just some guy's penis from nearby. It's okay. My my fair, my dark lady, did you bring the stitch on? You know I always bring the stitch on. <laughs> the stitch on! <laughs> wow, how did we get here? We some nasty boys today. We are the others category in this poll. <laughs> we are the personification of other. Oh, okay. Um, let's talk about let's talk about raid and how what our feelings were on the ending of the achievement run for Eternal Palace. Well, I feel like it was really front loaded and it was not as hard the second time. But I will say I was a little tilted by the fact that we decided to go back and do every single achievement. Some of them for people who aren't even in the guild but just happen to be friends with the raid lead and why are all of us being forced to redo all of this stuff on heroic when it's not even for fellow guildies smh i i now i originally was upset because i was like we are gonna have to do the same shit over and over again think about it took us like i don't know nine or ten tries to do the orgazoa one and i'm like we're gonna fucking wipe on this again and it's gonna take us fucking forever for one person who literally isn't in the guild he's just like a a friend in another guild and i'm like that's i mean like i i it goes beyond just a friend like they're always hanging out and stuff you know what i mean but it's like he's not even in the guild why are we doing it again but it's fine though because we did one shot everything right or one we one shot everything before he needed the achievements. So it worked out. Yeah, it ended up being a full raid night when I feel like we could have easily shaved off an hour, at least. But the achievements that we got that we didn't have as of last recording, starting with the one that Aaron, Cubbybub, and I did not get, the one with the Queen's Court. Yes, and I have some sour grapes against that one. Uh, I'm, I may be a little bit of an edgy child, but we had done it. No one had messed up except for one person who had died. We were all told, oh, no, it's okay. We'll just kill ourselves for that one. And I was almost going to get in the comms like, no, we won't. Like, this <laughs> this person knows what to do. She can come back on her own time. I don't want to. I even told Cubbybub, I was sitting here pensively grabbing my computer. I said, that's probably the one time we'll ever get this correct we're about to fuck it up again, and I won't get this achievement because of this person. But then... I saw you firing fireballs so fucking rapidly. I'm like, oh, Aaron's going for the kill right now. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to kill it, because I was like, Raider be damned, I don't care. She doesn't deserve the ray. At the very <laughs> least, she is at least raiding with us every single week, unlike the guy that we previously mentioned. <laughs> Yes, and then we did kill ourselves, and we did it more organized, and we ended up doing it. But no, I felt that too. There was a lot of struggling between her, between her and the guy we previously mentioned. 
I feel like they were the last two to get it to get the uh the like salute uh, all the different emote ones, right? They were, well also I think um I think Brio also for some reason Brio was fucking it up. I don't know what was happening. I think he might have been pressing the applaud button back to back twice. And so it fucked it up because you can only do it once apparently, which I think is weird that it doesn't let you do the same thing twice in a row but he also didn't have it up to a certain point as well so it was just a lot of confusion on or a little bit of confusion amongst people on that one i i could feel i could feel you guys sweating bullets over there yeah meanwhile you're over there like i already got it yesterday i'm fine i was just soaking my bubbles and doing my stuff but after that one i believe everything went pretty smoothly after that boss it's um my boy, like, Yang Cool, Yang Ghoul, he's a big faceless one who pulls you into various realms, and his whole achievement is if you dispel a certain attack he does on six spots, he'll open up a portal to the cow level, where there are just ten cows that you have to kill in there before killing the boss. I'm not gonna lie, I thought the cow level would look a little cooler. I thought it would just be more than like ten to fifteen cows scattered around. I thought like we'd be like actually like transported to like a meadow of like cows or something. Because that's what but, it like, is on, in Diablo, right? The what it's referencing. There's like an actual cow level. It's like Zakul, you can do better than this man. Like you can give us so much better than just fifteen cows in a room. The same room. It didn't even look any different. This was another boss fight where I felt like I was personally called on to help the success of this one. They're like, yeah, I mean, you could just, like, mask the spell and then we can knock out two at once. What would they have done if you weren't there? Because I feel like you were integral in a lot. I mean, I, we would have figured it out, obviously, but you were you were integral in a lot of these achievements we had to do. Yeah, because then we then after the cow one, we are down to Queen Ajara, and again, they wanted me to be one of the last two standing. I think that you one... need to start an official petition to just be like, someone, someone out there needs to be a priest. One of these druids needs to priest it up. Because we can't have just one of one role, because what if, like, what if your your roommate comes back and then you don't play? Then they're just, they have no fort buff. They have no priest. That's true. I didn't even think about the fort buff part until, I think, this last week when it was specifically mentioned. I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, without me, that like there's no fort buff, and that brings down the overall damage because of Twilight Dev, too. Yeah, I mean, we can, like, get a little, uh, one of those little, there's, like, an enchantment, I think, that applies a soft fort buff, but it's only, like, 7% fort or eight percent for it so it's not as good but yeah for the last achievement we went over rage time right we ended at like maybe like 15 to 20 minutes after our usual time slot i'm pretty sure yeah mm-hmm. i believe so we went late just because we wanted to finish it because we blew our shot on doing it on what level did, what on normal because we because we had oh, to go back yeah. on normal to do the earlier achievements because we already done them on heroic so we blew it on normal literally 1% and the person blew it up with Twilight Dev and which by the way the achievement is for whatever reason you have to kill a Shara with only one person remaining and they have to have a specific buff yeah and in the last phase it seems to apply that buff to like several people I don't know exactly how many people but basically what they said is they wanted everyone besides I believe two of the tanks and myself to just die before entering this last phase. I would keep them alive and then I would kill myself. And then one of the tanks would also kill themselves. And then the one remaining tank would finish it for us. That was like the strat. It's kind of a stupid achievement. And I honestly, that had to be hell to get if you're doing this regularly when the content was current. It may have happened on accident, though. I remember hearing, though, that there were some like people were doing it. You know, obviously, how we all have, like, Azerite, Azerite essences and whatever. But if somebody ruined the achievement because they cast their Crucible of Flame on Ashara and then they died, when the last person was standing fighting her, she still had the burning dot of Crucible on her. And the, the dot did the last damage, and it credited the kill to somebody who was dead, not to the last man standing. And so it didn't count for that achievement. So there were a lot of, like, nuances to it with dots and shit. Oh, that's crazy. And that's why they asked us all to stop our dots, too. 
which as a fire mage is very difficult because I yeah, put a it, dot on a person by being just looking at them. So I would be like, okay, I need to not hit her with attacks like a minute and a half before the no more dots thing. So a solid like three minutes before we killed her, I was just looking around like, what's in the background? And there, there's a lot of Naga and fishies out there. There are. I had yeah. a fun time. I'm, and as an Unholy Death Knight, one of my main skills is a dot. So I'm like, okay, don't press the dot. Don't press the dot. And then I'm like, we need more damage. Okay, more damage. I got this. And I press my dot and I'm like, fuck, god damn it. I swear to God, if my dot ruins this, because I'm pretty sure she died with my dot on her. So I was like, oh, come on, come on. Oh, so you just got lucky that your tick of your dot wasn't the killing shot? Yes. What we Not just me. We got lucky. Everybody got lucky. Wow, Slide. Everybody has those days. Everybody makes mistakes. Third line. Everybody, Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Everyone gets that way. I think so, but that's that seems honestly like kind of a bad song. It seems like a it's like it's encouraging you to be bad on purpose sometimes. I mean it's a Hannah Montana song. I I don't know what you expect. Mm. Anyways, um, Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus aside, we had to do it again. But then we did it correctly the second time. We all got our mounts. How would you guys rate this mount in your mount collection scale? Bad. Okay, so what's the scale we're using here, I guess? Um, the scale is going to be uh, from bad to uh, I love it. So fall somewhere between those two. I'm going to rank it as a solid mediocre. Mediocre? And that's mainly because it's a golden pancake, basically, and it matches my current set, which is completely golden. Now, I'm not going to lie, calling it golden is being a little bit generous, but I'll let you have that one. <laughs> yes, because I'm going to come in here and say, viewers, if you, or listeners, rather, if you haven't seen it, it's banana mustard yellow, and <laughs> it is a ray, which is a type of creature that I was like, I was like, I don't really want to ride one of those. So I got on it, and even though it's flying, I don't think I even have it in my favorite flying mount like rotation. I'm just like, you're neat. I, I guess I get why Immune likes it, but I'm surprised that you don't like it, being a couple banana heads you two are. You don't like the banana pancake slug. Ugh, even when it's not fucking... your fucking time warp, you have to bring that shit in here. I am pursuing legal action. This is slander. I, I think that the amount is, it's below just okay. Because I'm pretty sure I already have other rays that are just colored differently. Colored better, I would say, for my stuff. I don't know. I just feel like all the past mounts for tied to like this kind of achievements have just looked so much cooler and so much more unique than like just a fucking banana manta ray. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so y'all heard even it here. In, even in BFA, like... The Krog is a Krog. It's harder to get those on the Alliance. That's neat. The The big flying terror sword, that's really cool. And then Pancake. Yeah, that's honestly quite a dip. What is the one for, um, what is the one for Nihilotha? Do we know? I like do a not big know, stinky bug. I know that, that the one for Nazoth that he drops is the, like, purple sea jellyfish slug. Not slug. I keep saying slug. He's like a purple, like, Kazumoth-looking mount with, like, eyeballs on him. But I don't know what the achievement one is. Oh, whatever. I see it now. And I don't... That one's honestly might be a little stinkier. So... For the listener, the one that you get from Glory of the Nihilotha Raider is this giant flying worm thingy that is purple and it has no eyes. It just has a giant mouth with creepy teeth and it's also in chains. We have a billion of these blood worm fucking mounts now. Like and and they use the same model as the as the dragons in Pandaria. So they do that weird thing where like they scratch their face with their legs, but they don't have fucking legs. They're just a fucking flying worm. So whatever. Who cares? Well, I have a lot of dragons, but no worms. So bring it on, uh, Nihilotha achievements. You're better than the pancake to me. I'll put worms in your pancakes. Ew. No.
Speaking of worms in your pancakes, it's my girl Gralita! Yeah! Howdy there, partners. Gralina here with your weekly dose of interview goodness. This week, I'm here with Tantalo. Tan, I've had a burning question that has been rattling around in my brain that I just need addressed. I'm sure I can help you with that. What's the question? How can Blizzard make fishing more important in Shadowlands? How can we ensure that everyone is playing the King's Game? come 2021. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking you do some sort of dungeon or raid boss where you have to fish. Ooh, tell me more. Well, it could be you have to damage a boss with a specific weapon or something, and you have to fish it up to get ammo or find it. Oh, snap. I thought you were goofing. But that's actually a pretty great idea. Yeah, and you could use lures to ensure that the boss goes faster. People would have guild banks full of lures, lol. Well, let me get old Chrissy Metz on the phone, cause that's an A-plus idea. Will I go and max out my hooking and baiting skills? How about we bring it back to the show? Absolute amazing reporting once again, Growlina. There is no way you can get better until next week, where I'll probably say you're better. She's honestly, she's growing and growing. She's going to be the top reporter soon. I feel it. I'm going to see her on my TV screen one day. She'll be getting shot with good old rubber pellets, which will, I guess, be a welcome change from the usual things she gets shot with. I guess technically if she does join the American journalist team, she'll be a foreign journalist. So maybe uh, she'll get hit in the stomach with a shield like the fucking Australian reporters got hit by. Did you see that shit? I did not, but doesn't surprise me. Fucking nuts. Speaking of fucking nuts, I got a fucking fucking nuts love story from our, gir- our new girl. Fuck, what's her name again? Madeline Rue. Madeline Rue. Our girl Madeline Rue comes back with a brand new tale that is sure to put you to sleep. (laughs) It's funny you say that, because before the podcast, I I laid down in bed and opened it up and was going to read it because I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. And I may or may not have took an unexpected nap halfway through this short story. Now, I'm not going to lie. It's nothing against Madeline, because I also said, this is fucking boring. But I'm pretty sure it's just because of the content and the characters that we had to fucking listen to, which are two fucking elves that nobody fucking cares about. Yeah, so in this short story, we have the love story of Lorthramar and first arcanist Thalrissra. And not only is it a love story, but it is probably the most blood elf. I mean, I guess it, they kind of were hinting at being more high elves in this, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, they're giving off a lot of, like, past life, high elf, undead, attacked me, blah, 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 bullshit. But they're doing it through, like, a poetry slam. And I'm like, no, of all the things to do, it has to be a fucking poetry slam. Yeah, so basically the story here is Lorthamar has had a lot of like recent personal conflict over the current status of the Horde and his Blood Elves post Third War. Third War? Oh uh, boy, you the run one, so many the, wars now. The one that we just finished was the Fourth War, but he's still belly aching about the Third War. Right. Okay, so he's belly aching about the Third War, but relating it to the current state of the world after the fourth war i believe there is some weird sexual tension between these two leaders and the first arcanist has invited lorthamar to suramar for a poetry slam 
Yeah, and don't, and don't forget that she invited him during the Nagitar campaign. It happened at the end, and then and then we were like, "Uh oh, they're gonna fuck." Remember that? Like, Wait, do we? Do we? So we've had precedents that these two might fuck before. Yeah. So um, it was. I think it was like at the end of the Nagitar campaign, she invited him to Suramar. He says. Thank you again for leading our forces in Nagitar alongside me, Tharissa. Your insight and courage were key to our victory. And then they proceed to flirt for like eight more lines. And then he accepts to go visit her. And we're like, uh-oh. And here's the fucking uh-oh. <laughs> this is the story's the uh-oh. He eventually accepts her offer. The first several pages of the story are Miss Rue going into very detailed description of his boat ride into the city, which, like, it's fine. It reminded me kind of of the one dungeon from Legion. Was what was that dungeon called? Fucking Court of Stars, baby! Ooh, good pull! Good pull, man. That was good. Um, my favorite line from this is... Um, he basically is huffing and puffing about teleporting. He it says, uh, Lothamar had insisted on coming by sea, by the old way. He wanted to absorb it all, not teleported instantly to the gates of Suramar, but seeing it as it was meant to be seen. Sounds like a dig up flying, doesn't it? Sounds like she's like, <laughs> we don't need flying. You need to see the ground, how the developers want you to see it. Yeah, Blizzard was like, Madeline, you need to put as many digs at portals, flying, fast transit as possible to justify why we took away every fucking portal in the game. <laughs> that's why that's why she overly talked about like the gondolier too, like his smooth face, his accusatory eyes cuz it's like, yeah, you'd miss hot details like this if you just flew on your griffin. Now, do you think that she wrote it as detailed as it was because it was almost like a steamy romance novel? Cuz that's kind of the feel that I got. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like if there were characters I cared a little bit more about, I wouldn't be nitpicking at this so much. It seemed a little bit too descriptive. That's probably what it is, because we just don't care about these characters. Because, But it's like, she had dressed for the chill in the air in sumptuous, touchable velvet. Ugh. She, she, Ugh. she must have had a spell of warmth emanating from the ivory gem placed above her dreads. I'm like, shut the fuck up and just get in the building. So they get into the building. Well, it actually might be an outside court now that I think about it. But Thelrissa... All I know is it was domed. Every They made sure to let us know that every building, every area they entered was domed, as in the Suramar Dome. tradition. Sir Big old domes. <laughs> Suramar in domes. So in domes. they enter this building or courtyard or whatever where the poetry slam was supposed to be held. Thalrissa leads him in there and there are these old crusty men who are also sitting in the in the crowd and I guess they're here to judge the poetry slam that was about to happen or something. And she insists that Lorthamar goes first with his poetry presentation. All, all, all during this time, I feel like this this short story would have been a great drinking game if you drink whenever Arquine is mentioned, because, wow. It's their one, <laughs> it's their one excerpt. Or export. <laughs> yeah, right. He takes the podium, like he's giving a presidential speech or something, and presents his poem but before he does it there's like a backstory about why he chose this particular poem i didn't particularly like the poem that much maybe i'm just not a poetry guy i don't know my favorite was that he basically came prepared with like some hot steamy sex poems for her and when he learned there was gonna be an audience he's like oh fuck i gotta bring up the fucking depressing poem about kalthos because i can't have me hear about how i want to touch her domes Uh oh um but also, actually, before he entered, I thought it was interesting that he actually has to fucking do shit now. Because apparently he has no time to do anything because he, his demands between Ogremar and Silvermoon are too much. When before his demands were do nothing for the past, uh, I don't know what, five expansions? Now he's really busy with stuff to do. Yeah, because it, as it mentioned in the short story, he is part of the Horde Council now. Also, interestingly enough, the podium was brought out by a servant. And they used the word servant like eight times. And at the very end of the, of the story, the word servant switches to waiter. And I'm like, which is it? Because those are two totally fucking different things. Are there slaves in Suramar still? I mean, you do the same thing for a millennia. And then you're only free for what, like... Eight months? It takes a while to change those things. Damn horde. 
But yeah, and then like what he reads his poem and everyone's like, uh, yeah, light applause. And she reads her short ass love poem about him and everybody fucking gets up and gives her a standing ovation when it was just a mediocre poem. But apparently she delivered it with so much heart and, and chutzpah that everybody likes, oh yeah, we love you. Oh, you're so good. Side note that has nothing to do with the story. But when Lorthamar told his thing, it said that they politely applauded by, and Thorissa specifically did this, um, lightly tapping her wrist with her fingers. That was a moment that I had to step away from the computer. I stood up and I just did that for a little while. And I said, <laughs> what is this? What a bitch. She's giving, she's giving like a lighter than a golf clap. It's like a oh, I'm royal, and I'm going to just give two taps on my wrist to say, good job, good job, servant. It is, it is entirely a visual thing. Like, it produces no sound. Yeah, I just I imagine gonna... the light skin slapping around him, like... Yeah, I was about to say, I literally, when I read that, also tried it out myself, and I'm like, I can't hear anything. This makes no sound. Like, nothing. It's some fancy shit. So what? Then the poem ends and all the fucking... How many poets, how many fancy poets are in Suramar? I mean, I guess it is a high society, like, class. So I'm not surprised that, like, most of them are just drinking wine and just writing poetry all the time. But, like, she gets flooded by fucking people who are like, Oh my god, let me dissect your poem! Let me hear about your poem! And she goes, Listen, everybody, come back after two hours. Two hours? She's planning on fucking... She wants to fuck Lothamar right then and there and then come back to fucking court. Well, in her defense, she was like, let's have dinner first and then we can discuss our poem. So she's probably like, the the servants need a few hours to prepare our meal. The slaves. At that point, she uses this as an excuse for her and Lorthamar to go up to her private room of some sort and they are just sitting on a couch or across from each other at first just discussing things she asks what he thought of her poem and he said it was fair and then like that caused a little bit of attention for a little bit and then she fucking rips into like his fucking past and is like was that poem about kalthos you wounded you gotta unpoison your wound and then he goes in the fall like ptsd mode where he's like i'm haunted every night by these this stuff and i'm like dude how long ago was this i get you're an elf and everything but holy shit man you've been carrying around this I, like i feel like being an elf would make it easier for him to move on because my man's has lived like a thousand years it's been what like 10 years since warcraft 3 i mean i know it's super spooky but i felt i feel like for him that would be like it's just a drop in the bucket you feel I feel like the kind of vibe they're going with here is he trusted Kalthas, he trusted, and he felt personally betrayed, so now he's put up like a shell over himself so that he doesn't really feel too much one way or, or another anymore. So that's why his reaction to her romantic I want to fuck right now poem was, it was fair. What a bitch. And then she's just like, your past is your past, pussy. You need to move on. <laughs> Have you ever had a, a, a night fallen light dimmer hummer? <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines through all this, though, is something we need to fucking get rushed out to Gen Greymane right now. Because Anduin is not, will not act on this, but Gen, he'll hear us out. Uh, Lothamar says, the Horde's armies are depleted. Our treasuries emptied. Our resources stretched thin. A blow to us now would, well... I'm sure you can easily imagine the outcome. Let's fucking go! Let's yeah, fucking fuck get it. them! They're weak! <laughs> Why wasn't there one alliance man who's like, oh, Ken's gonna love this shit. We gotta, we gotta tell somebody. We have to alert the High King. They gotta get out there and beat some ass. I mean, Anduin won't do anything. But Gen, he'll fucking lead an army down there and fuck him up right now. I think Blizzard basically is saying that both sides are feeling that same thing right now, and that's kind of why the war ended, because both sides were depleted. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there will be a story in the coming months of Anduin sitting with not his girlfriend, because he'll never get a girlfriend, and say the same thing like, oh, you know, we really aren't at a good time to do a war again. Hmm. Boo. 
But then their love affair gets interrupted by a messenger who I am mad we didn't get more details about because this man interrupts them as they're like about to make out. And then he goes, message for you, Regent Lord. I'm afraid it's urgent. You are needed at once in Ogrimmar. And then they cut him off. Like, let him explain why. What's happening in Ogrimmar? Give us some more deets to lead us in. And then the fucking servant comes back, but now he's a waiter. And the waiter is like, get out of here, messenger. We got to leave him alone. He, he, he earned fuck. his rights now. Interrupting the messenger because they his lady needed to fuck. He upgraded his job status. He's like, whenever she fucks, I get beat less. Please let them fuck. I will say, at this point, Lorthamar has one of the strongest diss tracks dropped in a minute with his line to get the servant to leave. By the grace of the Sunwell, be gone! (laughs) (laughs) And then they just kiss, right? They just kiss as the last, as the ending. Yeah, they kiss, Mm. and it's like, nothing could separate them from this kiss. This leads me to, do you think they're going to be pushed as a new, like, super duper power couple to be like the horde is stronger than ever or do you think shadowlands one of these two is gonna kick the bucket because you that's exactly what i was gonna fucking say yeah because if one of them kicks the bucket then it uh, has established who would yeah it it has it has and it has dramatic weight especially because lorthamar's like i loved kale thos and i believed in him and we know Kael'thas is going to show up as a member of the Revendreth, so they're going to go stab each other to death in a field and be like, Lorthamar will be like, I beat my big bully. I'm justified. Uh. And then when he dies, Thorithra will be like, oh no, my love. Now I lead all Horde elves. Whoa, that would be crazy. Because I was just going to say, if they kill Lorthamar, who's going to lead the Blood Elves? But would the Blood Elves allow? They wouldn't allow themselves to be led by a, 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 high, a highborn. Right? Do the Blood Elves have any sort of political anything? They're kind of just the drug addict guys, and now they and then they were like, we don't really like the Horde, and I don't know what they're doing. A bunch of them left to go be Void Elves. I don't know, just because we're Alliance boys, but I feel like I don't. The only thing I know about Blood Elf people is they have Lothamar, who has done nothing, uh, and they have Lady Leandrin, who has done, honestly, infinitely more. It seems like I see her way more than I see uh, Lothamar. But other than that, who else do they fucking have? Honestly, I think in this next expansion, we're going to have a lot of elf storylines in general it seems because if like if you just just look at the customization options they're having maybe we're gonna have some weird tie-in storylines between all of them i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it well okay i just just heard you say we're gonna have a lot of elf based stories and uh here's my my 1900s stocking cap plopped on my head i'm ready to sleep my way through shadowlands Sleepy lands. Um, but I think isn't it also rumored that we don't just fight Kalthas? I think we like save Kalthas, or like we're attempting to like purify him or he, something. He uh, he is a part of the Revendreth, so I think he's going to be my pal. Because I, isn't the whole thing about the Revendreth? Isn't it like seeking like redemption? Isn't that like what they their whole shtick is? So what if, like, Kael'thas comes out being like, I realize how wrong I was, and I'm ready to lead my people again? What happens? That's a good question, and I guess we'll just have to wait to find out. As long as he gives me those shoulders, I don't care what he does. Well, I guess that about wraps up our discussion of this short story, and... Looks like we're running short on time, so I'm just going to throw us right on into our top toot, bottom boot, or medium moot of the week. I'm going to go first this time. This week, (gasps) I have a bottom boot. Oh no, baby, no. What happened? As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I spent quite a bit of time this week doing my call to arms slash tour of duty in Zuldazar, and as I mentioned... The entirety of it, basically, was in the Horde capital city, and particularly by the docks. But there was this one fire mage that we kept trying to kill, my group, and she would blink several times away and escape us, and then eventually we ended up over by their location, where their portal is. I believe it's the portal to Daza, probably, right? Probably, yeah, if it was by a ship. Yeah, I think so. 
so she resorted to whenever we got her down to like 20% health, we were about to kill her, she would just jump into the portal so that she couldn't die. Oh, and then she come back out and then fucking keep firing at you guys? Yeah, so like she wouldn't kill us, but we were unable to kill her. Like the five of us just could not. I even tried to like mind control her off and jump her into the water, but still wasn't quite enough to kill her somehow. I don't understand. It was so annoying. It's interesting too, because I know like the blinks help, but as as fire mages, we really only have one thing to stave off damage, that being pyroclastic shield. So it's interesting that she was evil, even able to not die. <laughs> she must have just been next to that portal the entire time. She was. Like, literally, she would just pop in and out of the portal, bop us a few times, and it's like, is this even fun for you? Why are you doing this? I guess I could see the appeal if I was her, just, like, <laughs> slipping out, fucking with them, coming back, firing some pyroblasts, then going back out of the portal, wasting their time. <laughs> But it's also wasting her time, so I don't know. Sounds kind of fun as a mage, so I might try that. Ugh. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got this week? This week, I have a top toot. Ooh, so, while doing research for topics for Heroes Call Board, I came upon a wholesome little thread called Patch Appreciation Thread. And when I clicked on it, it was just people talking about which eye patches they liked, how to get them, which armor classes can use them. Like there was one guy who was like, I'm shaman. I'm a male. I can't use eye patches. And someone goes, don't worry, friend. Here are all the eye patches that you can use as a male user. And everyone had eye patches on in their little portrait and actually, the guy who posted that, I looked at his portrait, and he did have an eye patch on, so he went and got it. It was just a nice, wholesome thread. Wow. I love that eye patch love. Yep. Eye patches around the nation. I, I don't think plate wearers can use one. So, sorry, plate wearers. The, uh, the rest of the three of us get to have fun. Whatever. Slide whistle. What was your TTBBMM? I have a medium moot this <gasps> week. The trifecta, one of each. It was going to be a bottom boot, but then I realized the problem did not lie in the systems, or maybe it has, but mostly in me. I have fallen severely behind on my corrupted corruption cap on my cape. Wow, it's hard to say. Yeah, come um, on. I, I think I'm like, I don't know, I think I'm like four cores behind. But I don't want to fucking do horrific visions. I'm so sick of them. I don't want to do another one. And we haven't been doing um, our raid nights as usual. Like like we were doing our achievement hunt last week. We took a week off the week before. And so it's like I can't get any cores. And I'm not going to go fucking pug uh, Nazoth for a core. I, I'm, I'm just done with that shit. I want to do like I want to level alt. I want to do other shit. I wish that there was a better system of catching up on your cores in place. Maybe like a third option, like a PvP option. That'd be cool. But... I mean, I guess I realized if I just did the content that took maybe like 20 minutes, 40 minutes combined for both of them, I'd be fine. But I don't want to. So it's a medium moot because it's both my fault and it's Blizzard's fault. Somebody fix it. And either that, whether, whether that's me or Blizzard, I don't care. Someone get on this. Yes, go fix it. Go code the game slide whistle to fix that. I think I could do it. I was doing a lot of MySpace coding back in the day. I think I can make a, a sick uh, new core code in there. What is World of Warcraft if not just an intricate MCR background banner? Oh man, that'd be awesome if it really was. Remember how GIFs used to look back in the day? How they were like flashing and like had all those sparkles on them and stuff? Hell yeah, brother. That's how I got my top eight and made it a top 16. Ooh, spicy. I didn't have 16 friends. What a loser. Yeah, I had like a top four and one of them was Tom, so... All right. Okay. Come oh, on. This come isn't a pity party. On. Hey, Get the pity party saying, out of here. Don't, don't drag this down at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're getting out of here because this fucking is pity party over here is making us all feel bad. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, complaints, send us an email. If you want to get ahead of the curve and send us some sexiest NPC recommendations, we're here. We're open. We're listening. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't working tomorrow. I don't think. 
Um, you can send us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod. What about you guys? Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can find our podcast Instagram account, which I need to update on Instagram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at The Big Cheesy on Twitter, and you can follow our literary musings at LiveJournal.DoNotRelent.com. My most recent posting was a book review of Storm Rage by Richard Knack. I was, <laughs> I got the name of the book wrong for so long, and uh, the re- review is essentially me saying it, it was boring. But go read it, please. We can cross post these. Uh, I'll, I'll post it on Twitter right now. I you gotta let let me know when you post them, and then I'll just put it on the tweeter. Oh boy! But uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, see you guys next week. Maybe who knows? No, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, and remember, <laughs> yeah, we we still doing this shit. Yeah, fuck y'all. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.